What's up, everybody? Uh, just here at the shop making some wallets, and you know, I'd like to get on here and have a chat, see how folks are doing, and have a have a conversation. Oh, Sarah Lonbeck, what is up? That's a face and a name I haven't seen heard from in a while. Hope you're doing well, madam. Um, so yeah, in here in the shop, and man, I kind of well. The world's on fire, right? And it's and, and things are really fucked up, and it's it's kind of hard to ignore that fact. As much as I not like to discuss that, I think you know things are in a state where you can't just ignore the elephant in the room, right? Things are things are moving at a breakneck pace, and you know to kind of I, I, for me again, I'd love to just operate business as usual and, and kind of go on as if nothing was really necessarily wrong or bad or, you know, be oblivious to this stuff. You know, I try to stay pretty apolitical um, with what we do here at Savage Gentlemen. I think from a business standpoint that that's not a bad decision, but I think it's also important to actually address and talk about some of the shit that's going on. Not that I'm in any way, shape, qualified to do so, which is part of the reason why I've been reluctant and, and hesitant to to speak on this. Is it's like, man, do we really need some other fucking random guy just running his yap about you know very complicated and very intricate workings? Um, I I don't know if that's something that, that would help, right? I don't know if that's what we need. Uh, the airsoft hawk dig the shirt, man. Thanks, buddy. Appreciate that. Um, hope you're doing well out there. A lot of faces, a lot of familiar names joining in, so glad you guys are here, and, you know, I, I, I'd love to have a discussion and, and actually just dialogue and chat with you guys, because I think I think that is what is required, right? We don't need more people standing up in front of the camera just running their suck, um, which is why I don't want to just pre-record a video and talk about things that I'm, again, nowhere near qualified to talk about, but I'd much rather have a conversation, because I think you know, if we do want things to move forward, we do want to see stuff improve, then that, that's what it takes. It's, it's a back and forth. It's not just a one-sided talking head um, where some fucking dude just tells you how he feels about things. And then, you know, it becomes a battle of virtue signaling as to who is the most virtuous, right, based off of their stance and how they feel about the world today. And unfortunately, we see a lot of that. And I don't know that that's necessarily helping, right, to basically pick out people and, and where they are standing and then formulate your opinion based upon that and and you know stand on your high horse because they said that and you think this. I don't think that that's helpful. Again, I think dialogue is what's really useful, right? Pointing fingers at, at people for what they think and believe during this time. I mean, I, yeah, maybe that is helpful if they're way out in left field. They need to be called on it for sure. But again, the, the virtue signaling... I don't think helps, right? You can you can have your beliefs, but that doesn't necessarily make you a better person because you're you're more woke or <laughs> than than the guy next door, right? And then this competition doesn't really it, it serves no real purpose. So VMI eighty nine staff think globally, act locally. Let's start with simply loving your neighbor, whoever they may be. I, I think that's a beautiful sentiment, um, and man, I wish. Or madam, I, I don't know, sorry. <laughs> Man, just pejoratively. I, I, I wish it was that simple. And maybe it is that simple. Maybe if we just stop being shitty humans 
um, a lot of, in general, a lot of the problems would go away. Maybe it is as simple as that, but I think, you know, we, we have to understand that there's always going to be shitty people, um, some shittier than others, right? And so I think the, the less shitty of us or the ones who, who want to see that minimize, we need to find some, some kind of a way to come to an agreement as to how to accomplish that. And I think that's the hard part right now, too, is, man, there's, there's so many things that are going on. And, and the problems are so complex. I think we all agree that, that we need to see some changes, right? Like changes need to be made. Honestly, I'd say top to bottom, right? But, but which changes are most important? Which ones happen first? Um, and, and how we go about those, I think, is, is really difficult for us all to agree upon. And therein lies the problem, right? There we, there we have... Um, all this disagreement and and people really at each other's throats for kind of being on the same side, right? We're, we're, we're all recognizing that, okay, man, there's a lot of problems out there. There are a lot of problems. Um, and and, and we, we've witnessed that, right? Seeing, seeing a guy basically get executed, that's a problem, right? That's, that's pretty fucked up. Anytime that happens, it's a very bad thing. And that's not an isolated incident, right? That's, you know, that, that is something that, that does occur. And that's a problem. And we need to talk about that, right? Um, we also need to talk about the way we, we handle circumstances, right? Where you've got both sides um, of the argument saying, well, you've got people that are protesting and they have the right to do that. They need to do that and they should do that. And that's great. And you have other people who are upset because, well, the way that the protests have gone isn't necessarily ideal. And I can see both sides of that argument. And I, and I, and I completely sympathize. It's like, well, look, man, if you're a voice who's trying to be heard, sometimes it, it takes some extreme actions. And that's not to condone, you know, violent riots and that sort of thing. But it's like, man, when you put people, push people to the tipping point, bad things, bad things are going to happen. You can't you can't not expect that. And so the, again, there's a lot of unrest. There's a lot of people who are very upset and, and don't quite know how to articulate that. And some people are doing it in a very unproductive way, certainly. You know what I mean? Going and smashing up a Target or a 7-Eleven maybe isn't the best way to get your point across, or maybe it is. I, I don't know. And this is where I've had a hard time, again, kind of talking about this because it's I, I can very much see both sides. You know, and if it's my business being smashed, I'm going to be pretty upset about it, you know, and that's not that I value my, my income or my business or things more than, more than other people. I don't, but you know, to me, this is my livelihood. It touches home. So I can understand the people who are upset about their shit getting busted. I can also understand the people who, you know, are so outraged and, and, and angered that they're breaking shit. Right. And, and again, this thing is so complicated. You can't just, you can't just point to one instant and say, see, there's, this is what I was talking about. This justifies my belief and therefore I am right. Because for every one act that, that is in favor for whatever, wherever it is you stand and whatever justification you're looking for, there's something on the opposite side, right? You know, there, there's a lot of people that are really just disgusted with, with the way the protests have been going, right? And there's been some ugly things that have come out of the protests, certainly. But then, man, there's some beautiful instances that have happened 
um, you know, of people actually coming together as a community. And so you see both, right? And then there's this other kind of tertiary, or maybe it's a primary, I don't know. I guess history will, will, will tell. But, you know, there's this other factor that's operating that, that seemingly is just there to stir the chaos and, and make matters worse, right? And that's probably on both sides of the equation, both from the law enforcement side and, and how that behavior is uh, manifesting, as well as the, the, and I use air quotes, protesting side, because I don't think the majority of the protesters are, are trying to be violent or trying to cause problems. I think they're really trying to um, gain support and, and gain uh, um, exposure to, to, the, to this idea, right? Um, but then I think that there, there, there are some people that are just out to stir the pot, right? There are for sure people who want to see the world burn. Um, and, and they're going to stir them up. They're going to incite riots. They're going to push that envelope and, and, and basically, you know, light a fuse on an already, you know, pretty volatile powder keg that we have. And so I think we're seeing all of that. And, and some people are maybe too quick to jump on like, see, yep, told you these guys, you know, they're just a bunch of hooligans out there. And it's like, well, yeah, there are hooligans. Um, and there are shitheads that are, that are doing dumb stuff that aren't helping, but there are people that are legitimately just fucking fed up, um, and, and have no other way to express that and trying to disseminate who is what and, and, and that sort of thing becomes very, very difficult. Um, okay. So a couple of comments here, the air, airsoft talk, there's no easy fix for all the crap. Unfortunately, this country and the world, the fact, um, for the fact that we have a heart and humanity problem. Yeah, and, and I think you hit the nail on the head, and I, I guess that's where we start. Is we, we, we have to start working on the individual. I mean, I, I don't know any other way to go about doing it. You know, I, I mean, I guess a mass revolution, maybe that'll change. But, you know, if history has taught me anything about revolution, is you know, while it is necessary sometimes, it's pretty fucking messy, right? And, and, you know, you got a lot of folks out there that are, you know, have been touting Boogaloo stuff and, and all these things. And, and, you know, you've got a lot of, uh, a lot of your Antifa guys just wanting to see the world burn. And it's like, man, you, you, you may think you want that. And, and I agree, you may want change. And, and I think we're all for change for the positive. And sometimes that, that takes some extreme measures. However, any rational human being, uh, can look at a war-torn nation and, and civil war and, and say, you know what? That isn't great. That's not awesome. That is an absolute last resort. And I don't think that that's anything that anyone, again, rationally sound, should be advocating for, right? And so then, it's, then it becomes a matter of like, okay, well, how can we work on these problems without it coming to that? Because Man, and maybe this is hyperbole, I don't know, but it, but it feels like we're, we're at a breakneck pace heading in that direction, and um, it's pretty concerning, you know what I mean? That's very concerning as a, as a, as a father, as a, as a citizen, as just a human being, man. It's like, fuck, this, you know, we, we've got it pretty good overall. There's some problems, but, you know, in, in terms of the human existence, things have been worse, right? Uh, we, we, you know, there, I don't think that plummeting us into the dark ages is necessarily the right answer, right? Um, if we have a choice in the matter. So let's see, American Clicker Press. Oh, what's up, guys? It's true. I, 
I think only everyone trying to employ empathy carries any real improvement. There, there it is, man. I think I think empathy is there. There is a lost art, right? Where we look at stuff, and you know, really, we want to feel anger and outrage. And, and I get that. I mean, watching watch, watching the video of of, of Joy, George Floyd, man, that dude, that was really painful, you know. But I but I think it was it was important to to witness that because it really open my eyes personally i'm like man that very rarely do i watch a video and i'm and, and feel like okay yep that now i can f- formulate an opinion on that I, I typically like to to wait and see how how things develop before i you know kind of weigh in on stuff or at least like you know set my mind as to what it is i'm witnessing but watching batman it, it was an absolute lack of empathy there and, and that that i think is a great summation of where we have where we have gotten to at this point it's like we we we're so entrenched in our own individual experience that we can't ever step outside of that and and conceive walking a mile in someone else's shoes and when we when we lose that ability we lose our humanity right and this is i guess maybe it's important to tie this into savage gentlemen maybe not i don't know i mean that's the also that's also the the hard part where i've struggled with talking about this and and, and coming out with anything is like, man, I, I don't see this as an opportunity to um, promote promote my business or use this as like a publicity thing, which I, I think that there are people who, who are doing that, certainly. I think that there are hopefully far more people that are just genuinely concerned and are trying to help and are really just trying to process. I think a lot of the, the voices that we hear, man, people are just trying to work through what the fuck it is we're, we're experiencing right now because most of us have have not lived through um, these type of circumstances, and so that that's you know, that's kind of kind of where we're at. But on the you know, I guess like I said, to, to maybe try and tie it back with the with the with the savage gentleman theme um, is that is the gentleman side is that is that empathy, right? You know, the, the savage I think often just looks out for number one, right, which is an important trait to have. You know that that is that is crucial to our survival, and there comes a time where it's like, yeah, man, if I I, I have to I have to have that mindset, otherwise, you know, I'm not going to make it. I'm not going to survive a certain ordeal, right? But but when we talk about civilization and society, you know that that gentleman side, that ability to to empathize, it becomes really really important. And and if we lose that, I, I think that you know we we do lose a part of our humanity, and and we're no longer able to. Um, coexist together, at least not civilly, right? I mean, we can, and, and now we're, again, I think we're, we're reverting back to, you know, maybe not the, the best and brightest parts of our history where we were constantly at odds. We were constantly warring with other tribes um, because that was our only, only means of survival. And, you know, I, I don't think that we, that, that it's ideal to go back to that, Um Again, based off of what I know of primitive survival and, and having some experience in doing that, it's pretty fucking rough, man. When you start removing all the amenities that 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 come along with a with a modernized society, it gets really rough, man. It's not a fun fun thing. Um, and you know, again, we, we start to limit progress when when basically our, our our only focus becomes survival. Then you know we're we're no longer able to. Kind of climb that that pyramid of uh, Maslow's needs, right? Um, 
And I think, you know, that, that self-actualization part is, is kind of important. But in order to get there, we, we have to have all of our other needs met. And part of that is having a civil society where we can get along with each other and not, you know, constantly be at odds. And, and you know, we have to be able to live that life of feeling secure. And, and right now we've got a lot of people in our nation and, and in the world who don't feel safe. You know what I mean? For, for whatever reason, right? And, you know, maybe you don't feel safe because there's rioting and looting. Maybe you don't feel safe because, you know, you're, you're a minority and, you know, hey, it's, it's, <laughs> that, that's not an easy path to walk, right? And, and we see that, right? That, that is a thing where, you know, there are people out there because of the color of the skin, they have had a, a different experience, right? And I, and I think we need to recognize that. And that's not to say that, that, that that's not to diminish. I mean, I would just say human beings in general, like life is hard. No matter who you are, um, life is going to be hard and, and life can be unfair. Depending on where you live and, and other circumstances, it may very well be more unfair, right? And I think it's important to recognize both um, and, and, and hopefully give, give some empathy, like I said, to to other people um, because you don't know what they're going through. You don't know what that experience is. And if we can, we can try that and work on that. I don't know. I think that that can be helpful. Again, it's certainly not, it's certainly not going to just solve the problem overnight. That's the hard part, right? Is everyone's looking for the quick fix. Everyone's looking for the, the silver bullet. How do we fix this right now? What can I do this very minute to change things so that when I wake up tomorrow, all this shit is gone. That's, that, that, that I think is what everyone is looking for. And unfortunately, I don't know that that exists. I, I wish it did. I wish I had that answer. I wish I was smart enough to say, all right, guys, here we go. I got it. Figured it out. Um, all we have to do is this. Boom. Done. Tomorrow we'll wake up. Everything's hunky-dory, right? Um, I, I don't see that. I don't see that being the case. I think, I think we probably have a long road ahead of us because – for, it feels like you know we we may, we'll take one step forward and there's two steps back and I I, I think part of the problem as well you know again when you talk about systemic issues I I think you know looking at the police that can be an easy target because that's what we have the most access to right but but obviously we know that not all police are the problem um, but but there are but there are issues that need to be addressed and and I know a, a ton of you know law enforcement people that are that are some of the best human beings that I've ever met, right? And there's obviously dirtbags out there. And so, you know, with with law enforcement, that's kind of our, our front facing. That's who we have the easiest access to. So it's easy for that to become, you know, the the target, right? But I think it extends beyond that. I, I think, you know, we, we have a real problem of a lack of leadership overall. Um, and, and, you know, Part of it is we're looking at our to our politicians as leaders uh, when they should be public servants, right? Like they they are supposed to represent us, and then we do need leaders. But I think we're we're putting our, our trust and our faith in the wrong people. And when you do that, you're always going to come up wanting, right? I, so I think I think part of that is the issue. How we solve that, I don't know. Um, you know, you've, you've got some people on the side of the fence to say, well, let's just get rid of, uh, <laughs> politics altogether. You know, let's, let's just, uh, 
you know, go, go the anarchy route. And obviously, again, when we talk about rational thought, you know, total lawlessness and anarchy, I don't believe is, is the answer. But I think, I, I think that there has been for a long time a huge void that needs to be filled in the form of leadership. Um, and, you know, we do have leaders in the world, certainly. Um, we, do have, we do have people that, that step up and take charge and, you know, are, are capable of doing amazing things with, with large crowds of people. But, you know, unfortunately, they're not in the, the highest positions of power. And so it only goes so far. So I think one of the things we can do is stop looking to our, our politicians um, for leadership or let's start electing people based on leadership abilities, not necessarily by, you know, how popular they may or may not be, right? And, and that, again, that runs into the problem where our politicians are spending so much time getting reelected and trying to maintain their position. They're not actually getting any real work done uh, in the terms of fixing things and helping things. And so, you know, again, the, the system is, is clearly broken, right? Um, and it needs to be fixed. It needs to be changed. I, I, I wish I, I had a simple solution. Um, there's people that are obviously saying, tear it down, rebuild it from the ground up. I, I don't know that that is the best solution. I, I would much rather see, you know, steady strides and, and small improvements. Um, because again, to topple the whole system and start from scratch is, is not gonna be pretty, you know? Uh, TB1776, too many career politicians. I, absolutely. You know, I think that that is, that is a big problem with it. And again, no matter what side of the aisle you may be on, can you, hey John, John, can you cut that? It's a little too loud. Sorry, did you get the other windows? Did you get the, these yeah, windows? You already nailed those? Oh, 12. Perfect. Sorry, I've got, uh, we've got an intern in here. He's, he's hard at work, but he's making too much damn ruckus, so I can't concentrate. Um, no, I, getting back to the, the thought of too many career politicians, I, I think that that's problematic, man. I think, you know, again, if we're, if we're looking at, at service, right, being the, the underlying tenet of, of who we're electing or what we're electing these people to do, right? They are to act in our stead. And yeah, we want them to be, you know, knowledgeable and well-versed and, and, and make good decisions and, you know, not have to consult the populace for every minor thing that comes up, right? But, you know, to have someone in for, for you know, 50 plus years clearly is not the answer. I mean, we, we can see that that's not working, you know? I mean, what, regardless, I mean, I think the proof is in the pudding. Like that is not... That is not ideal, but we, and, and truthfully, we've kind of just, I think we've just kind of gone along with it because it, it hasn't directly affected us that much. Now, all of a sudden, we're recognizing like, oh shit, okay, um, what, the way we've been doing things is now a problem. So now we need to start looking at some ways of changing it. And I hope the silver lining of all this negative that's happened, right, um, between the COVID, that whole, you know, <laughs> the way that was handled between now with, with, with the protests and everything that was in the riots and everything we're seeing now, the silver lining is I hope we recognize like, okay, man, we need to make some profound changes. And I don't think that that's necessarily burning it all to the ground, but I think, you know, I, I hope that, you know, the, 
the destruction that has happened, it's been a wake-up call for people to say, okay, man, not just us as the citizens, but you know, people in government to say, hey, people are really fucking pissed, and we need to make some drastic changes, or else this thing's going to go down in the toilet. And, I, and if that is the case, if those can ha- if, if those changes can happen, then, man, maybe we can actually start making some, some strides in the right direction. Okay, a few more comments here. Let's see if I can get to these. Uh, the Air, Airsoft Hawk, back when the country started, being a politician was an honor um, to love and represent the company. Uh, TB underscore 1776 is totally, is totally right. Politics have become a career over, over honor. Yeah. I mean, look, I get it, man. You know, you're going to, if you're going to, if you're going to do work, right, you need to get compensated for that. I, I don't expect any politician to necessarily do it on a volunteer basis. However, you know, to be able to get, you know, filthy, disgusting, rich off of the process is, is kind of a problem. You know what I mean? That, that there, that is a huge red flag. And, you know, I think that that's something that we need to we need to address. Um, obviously, we need to address. I think that's a that's a huge problem. Um, you know, I so so you know, maybe maybe they get paid something, but you know, let's say you get paid what the average American citizen is getting paid. You know, I, to me that seems pretty fair. Number one, most of our politicians are, are pretty financially well off anyway, which you know maybe is okay, maybe is not okay. Um, you know, I, I don't think, again, we should just automatically discriminate based off of income, but at the same time, you know, if everyone in office is a millionaire or a billionaire, I think that they probably are gonna be out of touch with the common folk, right? And again, what, what is the incentive for them to change things if they're already financially well off? If you're you know, if it's somewhat performance-based where it's like, hey, you get paid. If the country is doing great, you're going to do great too. Um, and then also knowing that, hey, you're going to go back into the private sector when this is all is done. So if you shit the bed and light this thing on fire and burn it to the ground because you're a greedy prick, um, guess what? You're going to be in that situation with the rest of us instead of, you know, living, living a completely different experience. I think that that is absolutely a problem. Now, is that going to directly stop police brutality? I don't, I mean, probably, probably not directly, but I, but I have to think that there is maybe some connection. There, there seems to be, you know, some, some underlying broad um, systematic problems here that again, need, need to be fixed. And I, I don't pretend to know the answer to that. Um, I, I do like the idea of, of empathy being a good place to start for sure. And then I think, you know, taking a, taking a big, you know, and a long, hard look at the way we've been doing things and recognizing that it's not ideal and there, there are better ways of going about, um, going about politics as we, as we know it currently. Um, lobbyists should be illegal. That would be a huge fix. Yeah, I mean, that is, that is tough because the whole idea of lobbying is was was intended for the the average Joe to be able to talk to their representative, right? I mean, that was the whole purpose of a lobby. Okay, hey guys, we're gonna meet up. Let's 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 talk. Tell me tell me about you know what you need from me. That way, I can best represent you. Um, in in you know to to the rest of the policymakers, right? And make sure that you guys are getting what you need because that's my job as your you know public servant. And then somewhere along the way, 
you know, the, the, the lobbying thing kind of changed to where now it's, you know, money talks and bullshit walks, right? And now you have all these special interest groups that are pulling all the strings. And I think that that is an absolute problem. Um, you know, and, and I think that that needs to be addressed as well. Again, the, the simple solution to that is like, well, I mean, I, I think lobbying, lobbyists as we know them definitely need to go away. But I think the idea, the spirit of lobbying should still remain and how you accomplish both of those, man, I don't know. I imagine that with technology, we could probably figure out something though, where <laughs> we, we collectively can communicate with our representative without, you know, these big faceless corporate entities just dumping tons of cash to get, you know, special interests and whatever they need. I mean, again, I think that that is a very huge problem that we could, um, that we definitely need to look into. Let's see. Uh, oops. Your favorite Pogue says, the thing with career politicians is, who serve all these years is the fact they can adhere to their own agenda regardless of what the people want. I mean, that's the part that I have a, have a hard time. It's like, man, and, and, and I guess, again, it's complacency on our part. It's like, how the fuck have we let some of these people continue to be in these positions? Like, we, we have not found a single person to replace some of these folks i mean it's not i mean you know they, they they've just been I mean, they've just been running unopposed um this long i mean i i'm pretty sure that congressional seats are not lifetime appointments i'm pretty sure we we elect those on a fairly regular basis so you know that's that's part of it too where a lot of the onus has to come back on us to say hey look if you've got a shitty person um representing you then fucking vote them out. Like, like that's the whole purpose of having elections. You know, that's the whole purpose of having, um, you know, this uh, democratic process and a, a representative republic is that we can choose our representatives ideally. And if you know we we ourselves are too lazy to you know take the time to inform ourselves as to who is best going to represent us, then. Part of that is on us. Again, we, we want to point to and say, hey, it's all these crooked piece of shit politicians out there that are the problem. And it's like, well, how the fuck did they get there, right? I mean, when, when we look at elections and we don't have very good options, then it's like, well, shit, we need to find better options. That's on us. You know what I mean? We're like, as citizens, we, we need to find a way to be better options. Now, I know we've, unfortunately, the path that we have gone, we've made it kind of cost prohibitive for everyday people like you and I to to actually participate in these things. And, and maybe that's part of the problem, you know? Um, the way that campaigns work now, it's like, man, if you're not, you know, independently wealthy, you're, you stand a very, very small chance. And so maybe that's part of the problem. Maybe we, maybe we need to find a way to get some more, I don't want to use the word commoner, right? But, but you know, some, some people that Maybe you're a little bit in better touch with everyone else in society. Um, maybe that's the direction, you know. And, and I again, I don't, I don't know how we go about doing that. I, but I think that's a that's a good good place to start, you know. That's let's see. Let me read a couple comments here. Uh, money and lobbyists control our politicians for sure. Yeah, I mean that's a huge problem. Uh, politicians need to start wearing jackets like NASCAR drivers to show. Who they're all sponsored by, so we can know why the hell they voted the way they do. I mean, 
you know, some transparency wouldn't hurt, uh, to be sure. I mean, I think you're, you're right. There is, a, there is a huge lack of accountability, right? And, and again, that's problematic. But, and, and, and that does make it very difficult to validate how well a potential candidate is or isn't doing their job. You know, we don't, we don't really have a great way of, of, of grading stuff because there is some lack of transparency, and I, and I suppose you can comb through the archives, if and, or you know, really just dive into C-SPAN and, and comb the interweb to find exactly how every politician has voted on, you know, every single policy. And maybe that's what we need to do. Again, maybe we need a little bit more due diligence um, on our part as citizens as to who we're electing and, and what our expectations are. Maybe that's part of it. Maybe we need to. Uh, Sorry, I dropped my thing here. Maybe we need to demand more out of the people that we elect to to govern us, and maybe there needs to be like actual real repercussions when they don't toe the line. I mean, that's that's a big problem. Is like, man, I don't feel like our representatives have any sense to be beholden to the people that they're they are tasked with representing, and I think that that's a huge issue. And again, you know, finding a way to fix that would be at least a step in the right direction. Oh, let's see. Politicians need to start. Yep, we already did that one. Go back. They, they end up only caring about money and pretend like they care when they don't. We get people like AOC who don't know what's happening, and they just try to make it look like they know what's up. Well, and that's, man, and, and, and I think AOC is actually a pretty good example of a, of a relatively common person getting in there and I don't think that that's a bad thing, though I certainly don't agree with a lot of her um, ideas or policies. I, I do, I, I can appreciate her candor and and her her desire to kind of change the system. And, and I think that you know having someone in there like that isn't isn't the worst thing. But you're absolutely right. You know, someone who doesn't understand the big picture and and, and you know how things work isn't isn't particularly helpful either. And so, you know, finding that sweet spot of someone who, who has the right, I don't know, education or, or the ability to learn on the, on the job, um, along with the, the, the service mindset, I think that's, you know, that's the ideal spot, but it, but it feels as though that, that we're talking about a unicorn, right? We're talking about something that may not necessarily exist. Um, and, and truthfully, I, I do I, I do want to believe that a lot of politicians, when they started out, really did have some good intentions. But I think over time, when you know, absolute power corrupts absolutely, right? And so the longer you have someone in that position, and the more power they gain, and the the more prestige, and the more you know, um, financial gain they, they they achieve from it. The longer they're in, the more those initial um, maybe maybe virtuous ideas start to fade away, and what we're left with is is these completely self-serving individuals that are no longer really useful for anything other than themselves. And again, that that causes some huge problems, and that's a big reason of why what we're seeing in the world today. I think. Let's see. Um, Say Villarts, hello, what's up, man? Good to see you. Leadership qualities, yep, absolutely. 
Nicely said on Lobby Story. Thank you. John Bear, what's up? Verlan, let's see. Sorry, whenever I hit the button, it, it changes my view. Um, Verlandez Jones, the government needs to be audited. No, absolutely. We, we for sure. Um, and again, I think, I think so many of us have just been kind of complacent. It's like, well, look, man, as long as, as long as I can still go to my job and, and, you know, watch TV on the weekends and go out and have a few beers with my friends and, you know, go to some concerts and, you know, buy the car I want to buy or whatever. Like as long as my everyday life is mostly okay, I don't really care what's going on in Washington. I'll leave that to them. They're going to do what they're going to do, whatever. Right. And I think it's finally gotten to the point where now those, you know, that complacency is, is starting to bite us in the ass where it's like, man, we've let this go unchecked for far too long. And now we're feeling those repercussions. Um, you know, we, we've, we've let people, we've just assumed that they had our best interests. And as long as we weren't feeling any of those ripples, we just continued about our lives. Well, now, we're getting hit with a tsunami and, and everyone's like, what the fuck? Why is this happening? And it's like, well, we, we've got really poor leadership and have had it for a long time. It's finally now just coming to a head. You know, we've kind of had a, a perfect storm of events um, to really bring this all to light. And now when everyone's starting to feel it, um, I, I think people are, are being, you know, violently jostled out of their, their complacency or, or their stupor. And now we're, now you see a lot of a lot of blowback from that, and it's not pretty, um, un unfortunately. You know, and that's I, I wish you know I, I wish things could be a lot smoother. And and you know I, I think we would all agree that to to be able to to protest um, and 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 advocate for change in a nonviolent way is ideal. Um, but but unfortunately, I think when things go this far there's going to be some blowback. And so now it's a matter of, well, how do we, how do we mitigate that, um, how, you know, and, and, and get the message across with hopefully as, as little collateral damage as possible. I think that, you know, needs to be the direction is like, look, we, we, people need to be heard. Absolutely. Like there, there are a lot of problems that need to be addressed. And so how can, how can we collectively deliver that message to the people who need to hear it? Um, without, again, burning everything to the ground in the process, if possible. Uh, let's see. The Airsoft Hawk, what we need is a savage gentleman. Yeah, I 100% I agree. Like, we, we, we do, you know, I, I, I think, you know, we do need someone in a leadership, leadership position who is a true savage gentleman, right, who, who understands, you know, the the – the nitty gritty of like getting their hands dirty and, and doing shit that needs to be done, right? And can appreciate that walk of life because they've been there. Um, that, that understands that, you know, sometimes, man, you've got to just put your foot down on shit and, and not get pushed around and tiptoe and dance around things, right? But we also need, that person also has to have the gentleman qualities that they, they can navigate you know, sticky situations without making things worse, right? They can, they can articulate in a way that communicates um, the issues without make, making it more problematic, right? And, and you know, there, there's a time to be savage and there's a time to be gentleman. And, you know, I, I think being savage just for, for its own sake isn't useful. And, and we see that, right? It's like, man, there are ways to articulate things that are far more useful 
um, than just trying to ruffle feathers, right? And yeah, sure, it's savage when you do that, but is it is it helpful? Is it actually getting anything done? And I would say more often than not, it isn't, and that's a problem. Um, finding that balance is is you know we need to find someone who can actually occupy both um you know in in the appropriate amounts depending on the situation let's see uh we've got wiscoma i'm gonna try let's see wisco madman uh okay yeah wisconsin madman there we go sorry i've been punched in the head a lot so words are hard uh they are beholden to their campaign investors yeah i mean that's a big problem right i mean Again, money talks and bullshit walks. And so, you know, when we're talking about multi-million dollars in order to run a campaign, it's like, well, you can't, you can't, uh, you can't not expect them to at least scratch, scratch the back that scratched theirs, right? I mean, you know, I, yeah, I'd love to, I, I love a world where they're just like, hey, nope, sorry, this goes against what I believe and I'm not going to do that. Um, but when you start talking about those kind of astronomical numbers, man, yeah, you're going to, you're going to have a lot of sway. And again, that's, that's a problem. You know, it's like, well, now it becomes, now the policymakers basically are whoever have the biggest checkbook and the people who have the biggest checkbooks are generally not, are only interested in one thing, which is making that checkbook bigger. And that has very little to do with the quality of life for folks like you, me, or, you know, most of the rest of America. So let's see. We need someone who doesn't change when they get big, like Kevin Hart. Um, dude, yeah, I, I would vote for Kevin Hart in a minute. Um, you know, I have no idea how how he is on 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 policy and that sort of thing. Um, but in terms of like a, a, a genuine human being and someone that I think will continually do the right thing and not let their power go to their head, I, I mean, I would I would vote for Kevin Hart. I mean, I think we could do Kevin Hart. Um, and, and rock and the rock in, in some combination. Honestly, I don't care who's pres and who's VP. I'll let those two guys work that out, but that would for sure, um, get my, get my vote. I mean, shit, it can't be any worse, you know? And, and that's the hard part, right? Where people look at that and they're like, well, these guys aren't qualified. And it's like, well, fuck who really is qualified to lead the free world. I, I would submit that no one is actually qualified for that job. I mean, anyone who says they're qualified for that job is actually full of shit, and they're they're, they're trying to sell you on something. I am, I'm very distrustful of anyone that says they have all the answers. Like, don't worry, guys, I got this. You elect me, I'll I'll figure it all out because I know. And it's like, well, really? Well, then just fucking tell us if you got the answers. Give it to us now, please. And it doesn't work that way because that you know again they're 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 <laughs> they're full of shit, unfortunately. Um, and so, yeah, I mean, I, I think we're looking for someone that, that has good leadership qualities. I think that's absolutely important, and I think that that's something that we're lacking. Um, but, you know, we, we need to have, you know, that ability to still, you know, maintain some humility, maintain um, some kind of in-touchness with, with society, um, with, with, with the people who elected them. I think that's super important, and I think that we've, that we've really lost that. Um, let's see, TB underscore 1776. Sorry, I don't know your real name, so I just have to call your handle. Um, honestly, I, I'm kind of liking Dan Crenshaw. Um, I, From what I have seen of, of Dan Crenshaw, I, I like him a lot. He seems to have a very rational head on his shoulders. I, I have no idea 
you know, of all of his, his policies and where he stands on stuff. But I mean, for sure, he's a guy that, you know, has done some, some savage and gentleman shit in his lifetime. Um, and, and I think that that definitely gives him a leg up. And from what, again, from what I've heard him speak about, um, generally it, it is pretty reasonable. Um, and so I, I mean, again, I, I think, I think we could definitely do a lot worse than a guy like him for sure. Um, and I don't know that, that it could be worse, that he'd be any worse than any of the other options that we have before us. So, um, yeah, I don't know. And, and here's the hard part, right? I think the most, um, not necessarily qualified, but the, the, the best options that we have um, that, that would be the best options are, are reluctant to do it, and rightfully so, you know, because it is – it, it is such a, a difficult and, and, you know, not, not pressure, but it's like, man, it, it's such, such a hard position and, and such a, a tremendous place to, to put yourself as a human being, to be the leader of an entire country. It's like, man, I, again, I question is like, I don't really trust the person who wants that job. Right. It's like, fuck that. That is the last thing that I would ever want to do is have to be president. Right. And so anyone who's just like, yeah, I really want this. I really want this job. I'm like, ooh, okay, that red flag, man. Well, is it because you think you can help or is it because you want to be, you know, arguably the most powerful person on the world? Or, you know, maybe you've obtained everything else there is to obtain in life and uh, becoming the president is just checking off one last box to say, hey, this is what I did. And, and that's the hard part because, you know, anyone who runs then is now under that, under that scrutiny because – you know, you're not going to get ele elected if you are kind of half-assing it and saying, oh, you know, I don't really want to do this thing, but I guess I will. Well, nobody's going to elect that guy. So then you become, okay, yeah, I, I have all the answers. I'm going to fix everything. Just trust me. And so it's a, it's a, it's a double-edged sword. It's a bit of a paradox. And, you know, I, I, don't know, I don't know how to answer that. But, again, what we've been doing clearly hasn't been – hasn't been working super great, you know. I, I think that there's a lot of changes that could be made and a lot of improvements. And, you know, again, I wish I had all the answers for that. I absolutely don't. Um, you know, I, 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 I'd say I would run, but I don't think anybody wants or needs that. I don't think that that would be helpful. Because, again, it's like, well, man, when we start talking about the things that a, that a president needs to do, like there, there is a learning curve, right? There, you, there are some requisite skills that I think are important. And I think, you know, leadership and, and dealing, dealing with, with really major issues on a, on a huge scale, having some experience in that is important, right? And, and so, you know, just swinging a dead cat and electing the first person to hits is probably not the best way to go, although, again, I, I still contend that maybe it's not the worst option at this point, you know? I, I've joked about it. It's like, you know what? Let's just take a water balloon. Let's take one of those really huge uh, slingshots, shoot it in the air, and then the first person, who, whoever gets splashed by it, boom, you're in. You get you get four years. Um, if you do a shit job, you're out. Um, if you're doing okay, we'll give you four more. And then next, we shoot another water balloon. Obviously, I'm, I'm speaking, you know, in, I'm being facetious. I, I don't think that that's the best thing because 
man, there's some crazy people out there that probably shouldn't be given access to the button. Um, <laughs> but, you know, we really, we really haven't fielded a lot of great options thus far. Uh, let's see. So going back to our buddy TB1776, I feel like the people who can make change wouldn't know how to handle other things and vice versa. So we have to decide that we want good economy and international relations or home security. Um, at the same time, those willing to give up their freedom for service deserve neither. Yeah. Well, and, and that's the point, right? That's where it's like, man, there are, there are some people that are super squared away financially. And this is where I, I use myself as an example, right? It's like, well, I, I, I think that I'm pretty empathetic and, and I can communicate with people well. And I, and I think that I'm pretty rational and reasonable. And so I, I like to think that I could make good decisions based off of that. However, you know, in terms of, of financial things, in terms of foreign policy and that sort of thing, that's so far beyond, you know, my, my scope of knowledge that it's like, well, I, I, I'm not really qualified to speak on any of those, of those things. And it's like, well, could I learn that? Maybe. Could I elect someone to a cabinet to help me in those things? Hopefully. But, you know, that's one of those things that's really tricky because you don't know what you don't know, right? And so that that becomes the conundrum. And it's like, yeah, we do need kind of more of your everyman in there. But, but we need someone who does have, you know, at least some knowledge and understanding of, of how these, these bigger things work so that, well, or maybe not. I was going to say, so that if we go and talk to other countries, we don't look like a bunch of idiots. But fuck, that's, I mean, <laughs> that's already happened quite a few times. So maybe, I mean, maybe there's no getting around it. Again, I, I still kind of go back to, it's like, dude, nobody's really, you know, fully qualified to, to be in that position. Um, you know, so I think trying to grade on that, that criterion, maybe, maybe isn't the best. Maybe we, maybe we just need to find some more decent human beings to step in and, and be the voice of reason, um, amongst the, the others who are just there for their self-serving, um, purposes. I think maybe, maybe that's the start, right? Again, I, I, I don't know that we can just, you know, flip a switch and, and change everything overnight. Right. But I, but I think that we can make some small and cons consistent strides in the right directions. I mean, I think, I think that, um, fuck, I can't even remember whatever, whatever the cop's name was in the George Floyd, um, case. I mean, I think him actually being, being arrested was, was a great step in the right direction. You know what I mean? I think that that hopefully is, is something that when people fuck up, you know, black, white, or whatever, when, when someone does the wrong thing, uh, justice is served. I think that that is super important. And I think, you know, part of the problem is we've just lost faith in the system, right? Um, I think what we're seeing is, is people angry in general, because, you know, the system has and is continuing to, to fail a lot of, a lot of our citizens. And that's problematic. And, you know, I, I think the way that, that COVID was, was handled definitely didn't help our faith in, in, I say the system that we have. Um, and I think that the way a lot of things are handled really give us, you know, a lot of, um, a lot of reasons to question, you know, those, those of us that we have decided to, to put in charge. Um, if we can, if we can restore that, um, by putting people in that are going to do the right things and, and, you know, we can see some, 
some progress being made in the way things are handled. I mean, here's, here's a perfect example. Um, one of the ways that would, I think, restore our, our, our faith in, in the system would be people who are in positions of government actually admitting when they're wrong. Like when they fuck up, say, hey, guys, sorry, I made the wrong call on this. I'm only human. Um, I did the best with the information that I had. It was the wrong call. I'll do better next time. But they don't see you. You don't ever see that. Or I, you, you hardly see that. It's very rare, right? Because they can't. They can't afford to not be elected. So they've got to pass the buck. No one can ever. No one in, in politics because it's their career, and they, they've become accustomed to that lifestyle or, or whatever. You know, they're never going to say, "Oh man, sorry, that that was a huge mistake, guys." Um, you know, I, I, I I'm going to fix that and not let that happen again. And so, you know, when there's that lack of accountability, we lose trust. And so I think, you know, holding, holding people accountable for their actions um, and, and demanding that they hold themselves accountable, I think that, that would go a long way. And when they don't, they're replaced. That, that's, that's the other, you know, downside of bureaucracy is, you know, typically once people get into some position, whether elected or appointed or what have you, man, it is it is next to impossible to get that swapped out. And so now you have someone who may or may not have ever been qualified for a position, for a position stuck there for you know, their entire life, basically. And so you've got people sitting, you know, sitting in these positions of, of power you know, who were like falling asleep mid, midway through a congressional hearing or, or whatever. And it's like, seriously? I mean, look, that person... 30, 40, 50 years ago might have been the, the just absolute crackerjack, most badass candidate um, and, and right for that position. But it's like, man, I, you know, not to sound ageist, but I don't know many 80-year-olds that, that really are, are super in touch with the world today. Uh, I'm sure there could be. There could be exceptions. But, like, as a general rule, there needs to be kind of a cutoff where it's like, hey, man, look, I don't care – I don't care how old you are. It doesn't really matter. But at a certain point, if you're not doing doing your job, get the fuck out, step aside, and let someone else do it. That I mean, that's a pretty simple concept in my mind, and yet it has that that idea has escaped us for I don't know decades, centuries. I mean, man, it's it's been a long time, and so I, I think now people are recognizing, okay, man, we got to do something different. I think that's a good place to start, personally, um, in my mind. Let's see. Thumbs up. Yeah, thanks for the support. Uh, is that cocani.co? Um, sorry, trying to read that. It's a real tiny screen, and sometimes the letters are hard to make out. So, man, I, yeah, I, I really don't, don't like the idea of, quote, ranting. Um, again, because at the end of the day, I'm just some fucking guy and who doesn't know shit about shit, right? But, but I, I, I do feel compelled to... To kind of speak out when I when I see things going going a direction, and, and again, I don't have any answers, but I think you know to to just ignore it and pretend like nothing's happening. I, I don't think that that's the right move either. I mean, I guess if it's any consolation, at least I'm not in my pickup truck. Um, so you know, for whatever that's worth. But yeah, I mean, I again, I think conversation is is what's important, right? Not just People, people rambling on about whatever, but, but a back and forth, right? Where it's like, hey, if I say something that's fucked up and out of line, call me on it, please, and let's talk about it. Because, I, again, 
my my thought process is not, you know, necessarily the right answer. I, I almost guarantee that that, that that I don't have any of the answers, certainly not all of them, right? But I think, you know, if we could start asking questions, not only of ourselves, but of the other people that we that we follow, that we tune into, um, I, I think that maybe we can start coming to a better understanding and we can start making some, you know, positive changes. Again, I don't know. Time will tell, I suppose. But I think that's where it starts. Again, conversation, right? And and sometimes that's really hard to have, especially in the context of social media, right? We, there, we, we leave, and this is part of the problem too, I think. We leave very little room for, for conversation. Um, if someone disagrees with you, then fuck them, they're wrong, and I have to show you why you're right. And oh, also, did I mention fuck you because you disagree with me? And again, that gets us nowhere. Again, you, you know, you catch more flies with honey. And so if someone disagrees, then, you know, let, let's talk about why and let's, maybe we'll come to an agreement, maybe we, we won't. But if I can at least be um, civil enough to hear that person out, then, then maybe I, I'll at least, I may not agree with them totally, but maybe I'll have a little bit different perspective. Um, and again, that's, that's where it starts. We're going to change someone's mind. We need them to be able to see things from a different perspective, right? Because I, I don't think people are purposefully ignorant. I don't think anyone wants to be stupid or uninformed, right? But, but we have to understand that we all see the world in different ways. And, you know, my, my perception is my reality. And that holds true for everyone. The way I perceive the world is, is how I experience the world. And, then it becomes very different or very difficult for me to see it in any other way unless someone else brings that to my attention. I have to be receptive and understand that, okay, just the way, just because the way I see the world is how I experience it doesn't make that right and that's not the only way. And so I have to leave room for that other person to, to have their own experience, right? And, and have the empathy, like we discussed earlier, to, 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 under, try and understand that to try and and put ourselves in that in that position and I know that's probably impossible to, to do hundred percent but you know just simply recognizing that the world is a different place for all of us I think goes a long way um, and so it becomes less of a battle of who's right and who's wrong which is again you know we, we, we get too caught up in winning right we want to win the argument um, as opposed to well you know, maybe I'm not going to get that person a hundred percent to see eye to eye, but maybe I can just nudge them a little bit. Right. And maybe the next person they encounter can nudge them a little bit more. And, and over time, maybe they'll start to see the world in a different way and in a way that's maybe more productive than the way they see it right now. Um, again, I know that's a very lofty goal and, and it's not a quick, nice, neat, you know, solution. It's like, man, I wish I had, you know, a three point, bulleted system that I could just tell everyone, hey, do this, this, and this, boom, you got to figure it out and, you know, it'll all work out. I don't, you know, and, and, and it, because it's not that simple, it doesn't exist. And anyone who is, is telling you it's, it's a simple solution is probably trying to sell you something um, more often than not. So, you know, I, I, I tend to take those things with a grain of salt, not that they're not, they don't have some useful components, but Anyway, I'm running out of time. I'm going to end this so I can save it. Guys, be safe out there. Take care, and thanks for joining and hanging out. Peace.